Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Yesterday we did a quick season review on the bottom four teams in the competition. So we spoke about the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Bulldogs and the West Tigers there. Just talking about uh, their best players from this year, their most improved guys to watch next year, guys that are under pressure next year and what has me excited about that team heading into next season. Now today we're going to go through the top four of the bottom eight, if that makes sense. So the four teams that just missed out on playing finals footy, two in particular who had the same record as the Gold Coast Titans, once again, uh, a disappointing 10 and 14, don't get me wrong, but still had the exact same record as the Titans who did play finals footy. It was for and against that held them back. Uh, The Sharks, they missed by about 33 points. The Raiders, they missed by a good whack of about 97 or 94 points or something along those lines. But disappointing season for all these teams there is no doubt about it whatsoever and we're going to start with the 12th place New Zealand Warriors now the Warriors obviously they have been away from home they've had a lot of things go against them their preseason was split in half to do remember uh, half their team was in Kiama for their preseason half their team was back over in New Zealand so it was pretty chaotic from the very start they also spent the entire season playing out of a suitcase, uh, not being at home, not having home ground advantages, all of the above. Now, by the back end of the season, yes, every other team, well, essentially every other team was in the same boat, but the Warriors did it longer than anyone, as did the Melbourne Storm. Uh, the Melbourne Storm obviously went on to win the minor premiership, losing a handful of games, <clears throat> but the New Zealand Warriors, obviously not at the level of the Melbourne Storm, which is no insult to the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, but I think they have had the pretty rough end of the stick over the last two years. I think even if you dislike the Warriors greatly, it's pretty hard to argue that point. I think they've done pretty well, all things considered. Uh, they also had Roger Tuivasa-Shek leave during the season to go and play uh, New Zealand rugby. So that one really hurt them. They found out about that at the start of the year. So that would have been a little bit deflating for them. You had major injuries to Tohu Harris, who 
outside of Roger, he's probably their best player. So you could argue with me they lost their two best players. Uh, the, there was injuries in the halves all year, injuries to the hooker, Wade Egan. There was just chaos left, right, and center within this squad, and it meant that they had to blood a lot of young guys. And two young guys they did blood, Rocco Berry, Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh obviously went on to be one of the more important clogs in this team moving forward. So uh, plenty of positives to take out for the Warriors. Disappointing to finish 12th. For me, I thought their best player this year, I, I would have probably gone Tohu Harris. I thought he was unreal to start the season. He then got injured. So I would have had Tohu Harris for the first half of the season. Second half of the season, though, I think it has to be Josh Curran. Uh, his form was incredible. Uh, a defensive unit, really good attacking upside, a little bit of X-factor to him. Got a sneaky little kicking game, got a really good offload in him. He was sensational. The upside that Josh Curran brought towards the back end of the season was unreal. He was very, very impressive. He's another guy that I would probably have my most improved list. I would also have Reese Walsh on that list as well. He was sensational this year, but probably the most improved for me, and he found a new position at the back end of the season, was Ewan Aitken. Uh, he's always been a center that doesn't pass the ball much, but is great in defense. He's finally man- made the transition into the second row, and I know from talking to Peter O'Sullivan that this was always their plan for Ewan Aitken. They thought it would be next year with the injury run they had and whatnot, and the young guys they had that they could play in the backs. They move Ewan Aitken in there early. So he's also done this without a preseason preparing as a back rower. So he's done a sensational job, Ewan Aiken. He would be right up there as far as most improved in this team for me with Reese Walsh and Josh Curran. Guys to watch next year, Reese Walsh, the obvious one there. I think Rocco Berry, though, he's one to keep an eye on too. I've, I've got such high raps on this guy. It's not even funny. I think he's going to be a real star in our game. I think he's a fullback of the future. I'm not sure if that will be at the New Zealand Warriors, realistically, or if he might have to go elsewhere to play fullback. Obviously, Reese Walsh has uh, got a pretty heavy mortgage on that jersey at the moment. But Rocco Berry, he's my guy to watch next year. I'm really, really excited about him. Another one that's really come along well that I'm excited to see how he develops is Bailey Sirenen. He obviously arrived there this year. He was very, very impressive. As far as guys under pressure next year for the New Zealand Warriors, Nathan Brown, he would obviously have to be under a little bit of pressure, but I think it's understood the situation that he is in being away from home, uh, losing Roger Tuovasashek, losing Tohu Harris. I think there is an understanding there that all things considered, he's done pretty well with this squad. Uh, so he's probably on the low-end scale of pressure. I think Wade Egan is one guy that's probably under a little bit of pressure. Uh, I, for me, it looks like they definitely need an upgrade at hooker. Wade Egan has been solid without being great, but I just feel like the Warriors go to that next level. They need to get that nine, the guy in the nine jersey, unless Wade Egan can improve a lot over the offseason. So a big offseason for Wade Egan. Cody Nicarima is another one now. We've heard rumours left, right and centre that he wants to leave. He wants to stay in Australia. It looks like the Warriors will remain in Redcliffe next year. So that will will help their chances of keeping Cody Nicarima. I'm under the understanding that he will stay there next season. Uh, but I think he is under a little bit of pressure. He definitely fell uh, into the background a little bit at the back end of this season. He was pushed back to the bench. Uh, he was, you know, starting in the halves for a very long time. He was pushed back to the bench. Decent when he came on, but then the back end of the season, he just fell off again. And eventually in the last game, he wasn't in the team at all. Dropped off that squad. So a big season for Cody Nicarima coming up. Obviously, rumours of him leaving, then not backing up with the greatest football that he's played makes his situation pretty tough. Chanel Harris-DeVita is another one. I've always been a big fan of Chanel Harris-DeVita. I know a lot of people have been very negative on him this year. Uh, I think he's got huge potential, and I think it'll be really interesting to see him with Sean Johnson. That's a combo I'm really excited for. But Chanel Harris-DeVita, potentially 
potentially under a little bit of pressure. Uh, but I just think he's got so much high-end potential that I'd be giving him all the time in the world. I think Egan and Nikarima are probably the guys with the most pressure on their shoulders at this club. What am I excited for with the New Zealand Warriors? I'd love to say I'm excited about them heading home. Hopefully it can be at some point next year, but... Uh, once again, God knows what's going to happen with all this stuff. But I think the most exciting thing is Sean Johnson. I think that'll be a fantastic signing for them. I cannot wait for SJ to arrive there. He's a very different character to when he left. And I was very supportive of them letting him go originally, as you all know. But I really love the guy that he's developed into. And I think he's going to be a fantastic signing for this club. I am very, very excited about him. Another guy I'm excited about is Aaron Penne returning. Uh, uh, sorry, going to the Warriors from the Melbourne Storm. Another guy that I've got really, really high wraps on. I think he's going to be a really good player. So excited for them to get him. A really good sized guy as well, which will help their cause there. Obviously, all the guys that get back from injury as well. So, you know, Tohu Harris alone, that will be massive for him to return to that side. So exciting times for the Warriors. I'd love to see them play finals footy. I think they are a squad that deserves a bit more success than what they've got, all things considered. Let's move to the 11th placed Dragons. Now, they finish with an 8-16 and 16 record, which is... Incredibly disappointing because off the top of my head, I think they were in the top four after about six or seven weeks. I'm just going to open the ladder to confirm that and make sure I'm not talking out of my ass like I regularly do. But I'm pretty sure that they were sitting right up the top in the very early round. So in round six, uh, they were coming six. Uh, They had already won four games. So their record was four and two, and they finished with a record of eight and 16. So only winning four more games and losing, Jesus, 14 of their next few games. So very, very disappointing for the Dragons there. Um, Just a drop that was... It was unprecedented at the time. They really had been impressive. Even at round 10, they were sitting at six. That was only 15 weeks ago. To think, think they were sitting in 10th spot. And then they actually had a pretty good draw. I remember sitting there at that point going, you know what? This team have have overachieved already, but they've got a really good draw coming up that they could make something out of. I mean, we go and have a look at Round seven, they played the Sydney Roosters. Now, this is where their good or their decent run at least started. They played the Tigers the week after. They lost that. They played the Bulldogs. They won that. Then they had played Melbourne, a tough game there. They got slapped in that one. Then they played the Sharks, a winnable game. They lost that. Then they played the Tigers. They could have won that. They lost that. Then they played the Broncos. Uh, They managed to win that one. But then they lost to Canterbury. Uh, They got done by... The Warriors, I think it was, Manly, Titans. I mean, they they had games they could have won, done by the Raiders as well. I mean, if they beat the Raiders in that game, that puts them in in, in the finals footy race this year. Uh, So a very disappointing season for the Dragons. And, of course, the turning point all came with the party at Paul Vaughan's. A very selfish moment in this season, in just in general, to do something like that is just incredibly shit form. Uh, I did notice that at that party, obviously, no Andrew McCulloch, no Tariq Sims, no Ben Hunt. So... The rep boys, they all played that game and they all made the decision that, nah, we're not going to go to this because we know it's the wrong thing to do. The rest of the boys went ahead and did that. And Paul Vaughan, he's obviously worn the vast majority of that. They all got fined and suspended, but Paul Vaughan had his contract torn up, a contract that he was probably on huge overs for as well. So very disappointing for him. He has left, but that really was the moment that the Dragons' season completely fell apart. And for me, when I think back to the last 10 weeks of the Dragons and how disappointing they were, for them to finish 11th, it's like they overachieved, to be perfectly honest with you. So a very disappointing season for St. George. Very disappointing for Hook, who... I mean, despite all the shitty cop... Do you remember the Charity Shield against South Sydney? They look like a reserve-grade team. The season started two weeks later. They lost their first game. Then they bounced back with a couple of wins. And round seven 
we're all sort of thinking, are the Dragons the real deal here or not? And then, unfortunately, they proved everyone right over the remaining, you know, 15-odd weeks. Very disappointing. I thought their best player by far and away was Ben Hunt. He had a sensational season. And as much as... As much as a lot of their games fell apart after that party, it was also whenever Ben Hunt wasn't there, this St. George Illawarra Dragons team really struggled. I spoke about him earlier today, champion player Ben Hunt. I love him. As far as most improved, I think I'd have to go to Jack Bird here. It's obviously been a really tough few seasons for him with injury and whatnot, playing out of position, but I think he was really good for the Dragons this year. He started. We started to see that old Jack Bird. I wouldn't say we saw the Jack Bird from 2016, 2017 at the Cronulla Sharks, but we definitely saw him heading in that right direction, just with that bit of X factor and some of the tries he scored, just brute strength that when you look at him, just the eye test, his, his body doesn't look like he has those sort of capabilities, but that's the sort of player Jack Bird is. So it's good to see him uh, improve this year and really get a good injury run. The other guy that I thought was impressive in the back end of the season is a guy that doesn't really get many raps, doesn't get appreciated too much. It was Billy Burns. I thought he was sensational. So a really good finish uh, to the end of the season for him. I don't think he's going to be a superstar in our game, but I think he really transitioned into being a proper first grader this year, which is good to see for Billy Burns. Guys to watch. Uh, a heap of guys here. You obviously had so many youngsters that did put their hand up this season, which is exciting. I'll start with the FIA guy brothers. I really like these two, and I think they should both be in their round one team to start next year, in my opinion. Other guys that should be in this team as well includes Amon, Sullivan, and Sloan. They've really unearthed a couple of really quality young blokes who have come through the, the mats and the SG ball system together, which, as we know over at Penrith, can be a recipe for success. So hopefully the Dragons boys can keep these guys together. Tyron Wishart is another one that came through that system. He was let go uh, to the Melbourne Storm. Well, not even let go. The Melbourne Storm just sort of snuck under the rug and took a son of a Dragons legend, as we spoke to Rod the other day. So that's a bit of a worrying sign for me. But... Some of the guys in this St. George team, they do look like they have potential to be superstars in our game. So those are the guys to watch for me next year. And they're probably the guys I'm most excited about. None of the other signings, Jaden Sewer, George Burgess, good without being great, not moving the needle overly too much for me. But I think this young brigade is what I'm really, really excited about. Guys under pressure, obviously Corey Norman's leaving, so... Uh, you know, for a change, it won't be on Normie. I think I, I, I think the the, the coach uh, Hook. He's you know I've never been overly keen on this one, but the guys that have played under him that I've spoken to, they absolutely love him, and he did get the best out of him this year. But then they also had the disrespect for him to go and host that party and carry on like dickheads. So it's really hard to get a read on where they sit with Hook. I'm willing to give him another season to see how he goes. Uh, obviously bought, brought a couple of guys that it didn't work out overly well. Josh McGuire, for example, who he's had a relationship with previously. Obviously brought Andrew McCulloch there. I thought he was sensational for them, so it has been a mixed bag. But I think Hook, if they're not successful next season, he's a guy that's definitely going to be under pressure in this side. Uh, let's move to the Canberra Raiders. Now, they finished 10th with a record of 10-14, and 14, which is the same record that the Gold Coast Titans had, who are playing finals footy this week. It was just for and against that cost them, and essentially it was just their second halves that cost them. They just leaked so many points this year in second halves of games. It was unbelievable. And this is a team that I tipped to be in the grand final at the start of the season. Very different looking side at the start of the season. Obviously, so much depth with so many informed guys. You were sort of thinking, wow, who are they going to leave out every week? And by halfway through the season, you were wondering who they were going to pick every week because none of them seemed to be in overly great form. It was a very strange season. Obviously, any team that their halfback leaves during the season is going to be tough. George Williams, that came with a lot of... Uh, sideline 
uh, antics and in the media and whatnot, which wasn't pretty. Same situation with Curtis Scott. Same same outcome there. Uh, same situation essentially with all the wives and girlfriends who got very vocal on social media and probably made it a little bit of an uncomfortable squad down there. But I can only imagine that what they were saying was probably being echoed by the players at home. So maybe it was being said in camp anyway. It's a bit hard to get a read on what's going on down there in the nation's capital at the moment, realistically. But look, my best player this year, I thought it was Jordan Rapana. He won their award the other night. I thought he was just great this year. Uh, Had to play fullback for a lot of it as well because they did lose charge, which was a massive loss. But Rapana was just in and amongst everything. Resigned for another two years this year. Very exciting for him. I think it's well-deserved. And when he was playing fullback, he was really keeping that team alive, realistically. So Jordan Rapana, he was my best. Most improved and... I, I don't know if he's if it's fair to say he's the most improved, but he's a guy that I think has just flown under the radar for a long time, and I really noticed him this year. I thought that in their forward pack, a team full of big names and stars that were underperforming, I thought Ryan Sutton was really good for the Canberra Raiders this year. He really impressed me. I've never thought he was overly much top. I thought he was a solid first grader, but not much more. I thought Ryan Sutton was great this year. He was sensational. So he probably gets my most improved, but... It was a really hard one to pick in this Canberra Raiders side. A couple of young guys that really did stand up. We'll talk about them in a minute. But I thought Ryan Sutton, he definitely improved this year. Now, the guys to watch, and these guys also fit into why I'm excited about them next year. A couple of young guys, especially in the outside backs. Harley Smith-Shields, I've got huge raps on this kid. I think he's going to be a superstar. He really, really excites me. As does Matty Tomoko, another centre down there, who have both done really good things. They've connected for a couple of tries in the back end of the season. Jared Croker, he's obviously been out there and is really struggling, and I think that he's probably... Um, standing in the way of one of these guys becoming the player they should be. So it's going to be a very interesting time over the next few months. And that brings in my guys that are under pressure. Ricky Stewart is one. I think both of the hookers, they need to work out what's going on there. For me, I think Josh Hodgson's probably under more pressure than anyone, realistically. He was the Canberra Raiders a couple of years ago. The Raiders were nothing without Josh Hodgson. They've sort of shown that, yes, they're a better team with him, but they're not an overly worse team without him, to be honest with you. I think that uh, the young bloke, Starling, that's come off the bench and played the vast majority last year was sensational. So a big test for him. Jared Croker, though, he looks to be the guy that's under the most pressure for me. He's been underperforming for a very, very long time now. And uh, it's disappointing to see he's one of the good guys in rugby league, one of the champion fellas on and off the field. But I just think the writing's on the wall for Jared Croker moving forward. Uh, which kills me to say because he's been such a champion of our game for a long time. But he's the one that I think is probably under the most pressure moving forward at the Canberra Raiders. Things to be excited about. They're not changing their squad at all. They're keeping the same squad, which you could see is a little bit of a worry. Obviously, they don't have a halfback. I would be surprised if you don't see them make a play for an Ash Taylor, a Luke Brooks, a Mitch Pierce in the offseason. I think they'll definitely chase a seven somewhere. But they have got a team that has shown that they can be resilient and they can compete with these top teams. They've done it the last few years. They didn't do it this year. So there is the potential to get back to there. I just wonder if Ricky's sort of lost this change room a little bit. It looks like a bit of a worry to me. But that's not to say they can't. I I guess the, the exciting thing for me is that it's a fresh start, yeah? They get to put... 2021 in the rearview mirror and kick off 2022 and try and make it a more positive year. Obviously, the young guys, Harley Smith-Shields, Tomoko, I really like. The other one was Xavier Savage. I haven't mentioned him yet. He's one to definitely watch over the next few years. I'm very, very excited about him moving forward. Okay, ninth place. It is not the West Tigers this year. The Cronulla Sharks took that title. I think they finished eighth the last two seasons. 
Dropped to ninth this year. All things considered, sacking John Morris during the season, all the injuries, they lost Wade Graham, lost a heap of guys, just a heap of chaos going on at that club. Um, and it was more so, I felt like people were more so concentrating on the Cronulla Sharks off the field, who they were signing and whatnot, than what was happening on the field. Sean Johnson, he was obviously injured as well, uh, which really, really did hurt their campaign. Sort of meant that they had to make some find some makeshift halves, which... Proved to be really difficult. Matty Moylan missed a lot of footy as well. But for me, I thought their best player was Will Kennedy, their fullback. He was unbelievable. You could tell me that Kennedy was their best, their most improved, and why I'm excited for next year, and I would agree with you on all three fronts. He has been sensational this year, Will Kennedy. I remember watching him play Harold Matz and SG Ball, and he looked like an absolute star then. It just took him a long time to transition into first grade, and that's understandable. He's not the biggest human uh, in the world, and he hasn't been in the best team realistically. But he's really gone to a new level, Will Kennedy, this year. I, um, I, I you know, I, I know it's the unpopular opinion, and pe- pe- people love Gutho, but. If you said to me, who played better footy this year, Will Kennedy or Clint Gutherson? I'm sorry, I've got to go Will Kennedy. I just thought he was unreal this year, what he's done. He's added a lot of ball playing to his game, and you can just see that he's found that confidence. For me, he's in a worse team than what Gutho is, and I think he probably outperformed him this year realistically. So, huge fan of Will Kennedy. He was my best player for the Cronulla Sharks. He'd be right up there with my most improved, along with Braden Trindle. Uh, I've been a big fan of Trindle for a long time. I tipped him to Brainerd in the nines last year. I thought the Sharks are going to kill it. They didn't. They went pretty average. It's taken Trindle a little while to find his spot. People sort of tried to pin him as a hooker. He's always been a ball player. He's always been a halfback, and I think he's been sensational in the back end of this season. So, Braden Trindle for me, he would be their most improved player along with Will Kennedy. Players to watch next year, Braden Trindle, he's definitely one of them for me, but Luke Metcalf, he's the standout. Got a couple of signings that are joining the club, which we'll talk about in a minute, but Luke Metcalf, he looks to be the real deal for me. I'm really, really excited about him moving forward. I'm also really excited for Connor Tracy. Getting some new pieces into this club, it's going to be a bit of a different system, and I think he's going to really suit the way they're going to play. He is just a go at Connor Tracy, so very excited for the Sharks next year and how some of these guys are going to improve when they have the opportunity to play with guys like Dale Finucane and Cam McInnes as well. Guys under pressure. One here, you've obviously got a new coach in Craig Fitzgibbon. He won't be under pressure in his first season. Uh, I think it has to be Matty Moylan. He's signed a one-year contract. If anything goes wrong, the finger's probably going to get pointed at Moiser. If he has any more injuries, he's going to be under even more pressure. Uh, if he has injuries, it's going to be hard for him to get another deal in the NRL, I think. So a big year in the career of Matt Moylan. And they're obviously lacking in the halves. He's the most experienced half at the club at the moment. Uh, he's the most... He's the most gifted and talented half as well, but he really needs to own this team and uh, take advantage of the situation he's in. And I know he's got the ability to be able to do it. So he is under pressure. I think he's got the capabilities to be able to handle it, though. So probably the biggest year of Matt Moylan's career, to be perfectly honest with you. He's obviously played Origin. He's played for the Kangaroos. He's captain Penrith when he was 22 or 23, whatever it was. But this year for the Cronulla Sharks is going to be massive. He's also got a very relaxed sort of joker kind of tag to him, which has often worked against him, uh, which I'm sure he'll be hoping to shake to stay in the NRL realistically. So a massive season for Moyes. I think he's going to do well, but I've always been the biggest Matt Moylan fan in the world. So take that with a grain of salt. What I'm excited for, the arrival of Craig Fitzgibbon is going to be very good. I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, obviously, him coming from this rooster system, it's, that's really all he's known for the last 20 years. Uh, and they are the best system in the game outside of Melbourne. So it's going to be a hard transition to the Cronulla Sharks, a very different team, without a halfback, without a ball playing 13. Uh, I'm excited about Fitzy arriving, though, and I think Fitzy has picked 
Craig Fitzgibbon guys to come with him, namely Dale Finucane, which will be excellent. I know that Fitzy didn't sign Cam McInnes, but he very much so fits under that same criteria. Two true, true leaders. They're hard as nails, tough as nails. It's going to give the Cronulla Sharks a real underbelly that they've seemingly had, but they've also lacked a lot of it at the same time. It's a real transition year. Um, you know, your Fafitas, your Wade Grahams, these guys are getting older. Chad Townsend has left. You've sort of got that premiership very far in the rearview mirror now. It's time for the Sharks to build something new and build towards their next premiership, which is very exciting to see. Nico Hines, cannot wait to see him arrive there. Hopefully the pieces around him help him because I don't think he's going to be the same player he was in Melbourne. I still think he'll be successful, but it is going to be a tough transition for him, as it is for anyone coming out of that Melbourne Storm system. But plenty of upside in the Cronulla Sharks and all things can considered this year as much as it was a 10 and 14 record which is incredibly disappointing only just missed the top eight uh they made it the last two years when people doubted them so they just tend to achieve a little bit more than what you expect the cronulla sharks but hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The way that they finished their season, obviously against the Melbourne Storm side, missing a heap of troops, was very, very disappointing. Guys, that is our wrap. Top four of the bottom eight teams. Uh, that rounds out the bottom eight teams that have missed the finals this year. If you want to listen to the bottom four teams, we did drop that earlier yesterday, so go back and have a listen to that. Some of my best players, my most improved guys under pressure, and the things that excite me the most about each and every one of those clubs heading into season 2022. We're now going to turn our attention to the NRL final series of 2021 and really hone in on all of those clubs over the next few weeks. Is the business end of the season my favourite part of the Rugby League season. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.